This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things, visible and invisible. Before the Bible, the gods were here on earth, in the trees, and the birds, and the bees. And in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten from the Father before all worlds. Walking is a mnemonic. You use landmarks, turns, and pace to remember. Walk it out. Draw it out. Light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made. The shape made, of words, being of one like the Nicene Creed the that my father used to recite with me on our way all to All Saints for church on for Sunday. Us men and for our salvation. Language heaven, embodied. And was incarnate by the Holy a Spirit. A means to remember. Mary, and was made man. Anglicans of a little enemy in a city Pontius founded Pilate. by Protestants. He suffered and was buried. Remember that. And the third day he rose People again according are judged to the by appearance. And descended into heaven. Remember that. And sits at the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again. People often don't read, glory, but they see between both the lines. The living and the dead. Remember that. His kingdom that. shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit. He stood Spirit, up for the little the enemies. Lord, the giver of life. Our Father. Who proceeds from the Father and the Son. Remember that. Who with the Father and the Son together My is worshipped Father. and glorified. Who spoke by the prophets. And I believe there was one, one holy enemy Catholic and I couldn't tell him about. I acknowledge one baptism I for the remission of that. sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Mark out your words, tracing your tracks. Amen. You don't see me, but I see you. I am Louise Hepburn, an invisible woman in the Edinburgh of the South. You shun the watchers until you need to break open our memory banks. This is a story about my Dunedin, Ortipoti, the place of the steep points at the bottom of the world. Someone else would tell the story differently, but this is my story. Hell breathes as heaven looks on. She's alive. Lisa Grady, the girl who was assaulted at Prospect Park. She made it out of the park alive. I know that much about her. This is what they know about me. What they believe. I walk at night, alone. I'm seen. A borrower of the night. But right now, on this Monday morning... I'm in that waking place between remembrance, projection and certainty. The policeman who was here last night in my studio. 
tracking suspects, zeroing in on never-decreasing circles. I told him about the party in the flat. I told him. I helped him with that. It was very loud, the party. And the storm. Sonic pressures colliding before the sun came up. The girl made it out of the park alive, but her status is tenuous, shadowy. She's suspended in a between place, her body not fully woken. It's a safe place for her and for the person or people who did this. If she's remembering, she's not talking yet. A face is a story to follow. If I were to draw the policeman's, I'd start with his forehead. This broad, furrowed surface struck me first when he put his face up to my window. He would only be about 35, but the space between his eyebrows and hairline is tipping over 50. When I was 10, my father gave me access to the Anatomy Museum. There together we would sketch. Like Leonardo, we'd focus on specific body parts and muscles, training the eye to resist the dazzle of the whole and instead interrogate beneath the surface. If I took the policeman's forehead in isolation, I'd be left with two impressions, both partly true and partly false. The first impression is a man weighted by his thoughts and who charts a slow, anxious course to his conclusions. The second impression is tinted by the tone and timbre of his voice. He maintains professional distance from his work and is methodical and pragmatic. He's sharp, but checks his bias. Parts of holes, details and dazzlement. I suspect Sergeant Thompson might be on to something. But then again, maybe I need to see him and all this in a different light. I'm with my friend Gavin at the Woodhall Food and Wine Festival. Today is a public holiday on account of Waitangi Day falling on a Tuesday. Around us lie paper plates, fruit rinds, olive stones, toothpicks and balled up napkins. We're on our third glass of wine each and it's only 1.30. Would you ever move house? Mm, not why Auntie Fen's still alive. Mm. Although I'd like to have more sun. <laughs> Always dips behind the hill in winter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sun itself sees not till the heaven clears. Ah. Gav is my oldest friend. We met at high school when we were both doing acting classes and plays at the Globe. Richard and Sarah were there too. We were something of a gang then, but feelings between Gav and Rich have waxed and waned over the years. Gav calls my brother Tricky Dicky on account of a property deal that turned custard. I've managed to dodge the matter of bailing early on his Macbeth yesterday. We both know better than to grill each other about a production or exhibition till well after it closes. So, while we lie here on the grass, we let the matter of his Nancy Spungin Lady Macbeth lie also. I'm going to go get some of those baby burgers. Sliders? What are they called? Sliders. 
Hmm. Why are they called that? <laughs> God only knows. I get up and weave my way through picnic islands. Gaggles of kids and nappies are toddling around the pool, and I wonder how they reunite with their parents in the throng. Are they implanted with some sort of homing beacon? It's a motley crowd, very young and very old, and a strong late teens, early twenties contingent come to listen to music. They've snuck in six packs and bags of chips. Free farmed ham and craft beer are outside their budget. I scan the stalls. Kebabs, Mexican, mm, ice cream. I'm thinking I imagine the burger stall, although there's a strong waft of meat in the hot air. What's that? Salami. All the pork and beef are organic. Local. Cheese is too. His voice stops me dead before I verify the visual. I don't need to move in closer or get a facial recognition. The posture and gestures are sufficient. Try this. No, 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 no. Keep holding your glass. I'll just pop it in your mouth. Nice and wide. There you go. (laughs) A blast from the buried past. A gust of wind to the guts and throat, almost buckling me from within. A memory I'd weeded, now regrowing before me, unfurling like a nature show on speed. Can I tempt you with a taste? What's fair for one is foul for another. The man at the stall has a pretend grace in how he handles the food and customers' money. Delicacy that belies brutality, dominance, holding, choking. If you take his voice down a tone, it's deeply sinister. Eye contact that would freeze his strongest opponent, let alone a woman, two-thirds his size. I've put some onions on the side. Gives it a beautiful bite. I turn myself. I turn and walk, one foot in front of the other. Beautiful bite. Tempt you? There you go. One foot in front of the other. It won't own me. He won't own me. He doesn't own me. I get back to Gavin in the shade. Where's the sliders? Decided against. No. Didn't want them. Well, you could have got something else. It's too hot to decide. <laughs> uh, I'm pickled. And I think I've burnt my feet in the sun. You okay? Just hot. Everything is vinegar. Drinking last night and then today. I lie on the grass next to Gavin, low and flat, so that my memory won't spy me. He won't own me. He doesn't own me. I'll drift off, and when I wake, he'll be gone. Let's just sit here. In Dunedin, students come and jostle and break glass. They dump trash on the roadside in non-regulation bags, which are torn open by cats. It's not just that they've crept further up the hill to live in addition to down on the flat in the student quarter. Students have always come up and down the hill. And now the hill is peppered with shoddy cardboard shanty houses where once there were trees. There was a substance to this university town that hasn't been sustained. We grew up wearing kilts to school. 
but these have been replaced by flimsy material. People change in the city as they move through different stages in life. Gonna get some water. Get us some chips. They don't have chips. Lick some off one of those brats by the pool. Oh, you do it. Did you do it? Did you get her to do it? Yeah. Show me. Send it. Do it later. Do it now. No data. Don't forget. I'll do it when I get back. Play it again. You can't do that without her permission. What? If that's what it sounds like it is, then you don't want to be sending it without her express permission. Piss off. What did you say? <laughs> Louise, honey, leave it. Yeah, leave it, honey. Keep out of it. Clearly, you wanted us involved. What? We're, you're talking and playing the video so we can hear. Does she know? Louis. Your friend? Does she get a say in this or is she just meat for you to shop around? You jealous. What? You're jealous. A dried up old lady who can't get any. Fag hag. Oh, well, happy white tonguey weekend to you too. What is a wrap off here? Get it from the tap. Gross. They've got something to show you. What? Blue. Your boyfriend made a video. You've been showing it? No. Just Jonah. How do they know about it? They were eavesdropping. Technically, it's not eavesdropping. You like you're... to watch. What? You liked watching me? What? Is that what you like? Is that what you want, people to watch you like that? I can do what I like. I'm not talking about what you're doing in the video. Louise, I'm talking about it's what they're doing with the video. <sighs> I'm not having some fossil tell me what I can and can't do. Oh, oh, oh burn. Shut up, Jonah. I'm going to the dairy. Want anything? Red Bull. Need my card. Got cash. Back in five. And chicken chips. I'm going home. Lou. Oh, don't forget your broomstick. You could have stuck up for me. Lou, we're old. Times are changing. Gavin, some things never change. Like the girl in the park. Didn't you hear about the girl in the park? <laughs> there will always be girls in the park. Always have been, always will be. Life is but a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard Christ no more. Christ almighty, you're an insufferable get sometimes. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury, <laughs> signifying nothing. Yeah, idiots. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it won't own me. He won't own me. He doesn't own me. What he did to me isn't me. It's not part of me. Not me. I'm me. I'm me. Me. Here. Now. He's not. He's not here. He won't choke me. No one will lay their hands on me. Hello? Miss Hepburn. Who's this? Sergeant Thompson. Who? Sergeant Dean Thompson. We met last night. Oh, Right. The cop with the forehead. Did you catch the cat? The cat? I, I mean the attacker. We have some strong leads. I still don't know anything. People often think they don't know something until... I'd remember. I, I would. You've often been seen walking in the area after dark. I'm not the only one. Your sister-in-law says you were likely out walking her dog late on Saturday night. What about the flat? Did you speak to the kids at the flat? I can't comment on individual lines of questioning. Were you out walking the dog? It wasn't that late. The storm hadn't started. Did you see a young woman out jogging? Blue singlet, black shorts, long blonde hair tied back in a ponytail, earbuds in, listening to music, possibly wasn't paying careful attention to what was going on around her, but you would have seen her. 
Lisa Grady is a plump boarding school girl of 16 with an underbite. At least she was plump. A dramatic decrease in food portions and an increase in jogging have adjusted her appearance from doughy farm girl to that of a starved bird. When once she could have hauled and wrangled, she would now struggle to defend herself from anyone, beast or man. Her father is planning to make a public appeal, anything to preserve and resurrect her young body, which at this time lies on a hospital bed surrounded by machines. She is monitored. Samples have been taken. She has not consented to any of this, this scrutiny. The girls in her class smirked at her formal dress last year, sniggered at her failure to secure a desirable date. Lisa runs on Saturday nights from both them and what she used to be, a mad, dark rush to something better. I do my own sleuthing online and remember her from the school production that Matthew had a lead role in last year. She stood out, ostracised in her crowd scene role, her costume ill-fitting, tight and slack in all the wrong places. Lisa's a young woman whose body does all the things a young woman's should, but with her... It's amplified. Her sweat, blood and tears smell stronger, sharper, more desperate. I did see Lisa when I walked with Gracie. Gracie wanted to greet the girl, but she was in her own pressurised zone with music pumping in her ears. The night air was choking from the power of the approaching thunderstorm that hit us about 20 minutes later. Lisa Grady running on her own on Saturday night. On the same route, on Friday night, I was passed by a car full of young men. A car throbbing with music and testosterone, fast and slow-mo at the same time, a retrograde pull of sound, vision and air. That was Friday night, the car. Let me get this straight. Friday night, the car. Lisa running on Saturday night, but no car. Not that car with the boys. But only Lisa on Saturday. She ran past, head down, dodging Gracie's lunge. Lisa passed and Gracie caught a smell in the bushes. A smell that exists outside my sentient range. She wouldn't have seen the red sleeping bag with colour undetectable to dog eyes. However, Gracie was determined to pull me into the trees and for a moment we had a battle of wills until my command won. Before the Bible, gods existed here on earth, in the trees and the birds and the bees, kehua, sprites and demons. They're still here in the town belt, a place where you can believe in magic. Sergeant Thompson warned me about walking alone at night, but I don't believe that anyone's coming for me. I'm an older woman, invisible, unsexed. People don't see us, but we see you. You think a voyeur can only be a man. What is it to watch? Is it selfish? Is it taking? Or am I revisiting the sights of my stories that you have claimed for yourself? Am I a keeper of the stories at these sites? Am I a keeper if I can't remember? 
How do I break open the memory bank? You shun the watchers until you need to know what they see, until you need to break open their memory banks. At night I see people out smoking, fat lonely girls jogging, couples behind bushes. Darkness is misleading because it can be illuminating. It forces you to squint, focus and see things in close-up. On Friday night, walking alone, I saw Toby in the back of a car full of young people. He was in the back seat wedged between two other boys. In equal parts he looked plaintive, pleading for help, and also pleading for his aunt not to remember having seen him like this. She can tell he's been bullied and coerced, but neither want to admit it, pleading for erasure. On Saturday night, walking with Gracie, I saw Lisa, but no car, no men, no boys. Beautiful bite. Tempt you? There you go. When I was Lisa's age, a young man placed his hands around my neck. He locked his eyes with mine and wouldn't let go. Then all went black before I floated up and out of myself up into the trees, crawled into a nest and looked to the night sky, suspended, then released. When I landed, I was hoarse and croaked like a bird dropped in a park. All things visible and invisible, light from light, being of one substance with the Father, suffered and buried, rise again Ascend, judge both the living and the dead. There's shame and futility in crime and prosecution. I learned this from my father. Shame doesn't cease to exist. It's stirred up and given force in the battle between evidence and belief. Little enemies that we struggle to overcome with justice. But justice is a woman with a body we all look upon blinded and carries a sword and scales forever seeking balance. She is one woman, and there are structures so much bigger, heavier, more powerful. Her position, like that of all women, like all people, is forever precarious, tipped off balance. I acknowledge the remission of sins, and I look for resurrection and the life of the world to come. Dark Dunedin was produced by Prospect Park New Zealand in Otipoti, the Edinburgh of the South, at Otago Access Radio. All episodes are written and directed by Emily Duncan and produced by H.J. Kilkelly. Dominic Angelo Lololi is the technician and original music is by Marama Grant and Eliza Picard. The actors in this episode are Julie Edwards as Louise Hepburn, Brian Kilkelly as Anthony Hepburn, Matt Wilson as Gavin, Mark Nielsen, the stallholder, and Sergeant Thompson. And the students are Lani Swan, Phoebe Smith, and Simon Anderson. Dark Dunedin was produced with support from Creative Communities Dunedin, Dunedin Fringe Festival, the New Athenaeum Theatre, Olverston Historic Home, Archive Birds New Zealand, and Dunedin UNESCO City of Literature.
This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.